contains a bunch of badasses If you know what I mean They're coming out of the sky, out of the sea And on land, gonna take it to the enemy Lock it low, boys Time to explode, boys Make sure you get home, boys They got your back, the pride of the fleets The bright swinging frogmen Of the U.T.T. Hey, this is Commander Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. I hope you are all doing extraordinarily well. This is the first podcast I've recorded in 2016. And I'll tell you what, we're already off to an incredibly dynamic and fast-paced and interesting year, to say the least. I mean, it is wild what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, if you're not seeing that, then maybe um, you need to pop out of your little mole hole for a little bit. Lots and lots going on. It's an election year. It's um, businesses being launched. Businesses are going to collapse this year. Amazing, amazing to see what's happening in the Persian Gulf and my teammates spooling back up to fight ISIS and Iran kind of coming into the fold, so to speak, and Saudi Arabia falling out of favor. And man, geez, I can't even keep track of what's going on with shifting alliances and and um, all the jockeying that's going on with uh, Russia and China expanding her military capacity. And, you know, just wild, wild what's going on. Most of the world suffering economically, yet, you know, us uh, in America kind of holding our own. But that's just by the grace of God. Anyways, it's going to be an incredible year. And I hope you're as excited as I am to develop and continue to forge our mental toughness and emotional resiliency and stay focused and calm in spite of all the turmoil and to look for the silver linings and to find the opportunities where they exist in the change and to just rock it, right? Just to have fun, to, you know, just do it right, right? To be a good person, to deepen our character and to lead from the front and to develop our honor and integrity and to be an example for our families and our tribes and our communities. It's time for us to step up, be sheepdogs. The title of this podcast is Integrating the Heart and Mind with Kokoro Yoga. How's that sound? One thing that I'm particularly excited for coming up soon in April is the launch of my next book, Warrior Yoga. You can actually pre-order it already in Amazon. I've worked on this book for over two years with the help of my stepdaughter, Catherine. Some of you know Catherine from the yoga programs that I'm teaching here at SealFet and Unbeatable Mind and our Unbeatable Mind Retreat. She's a fantastic teacher, and she's been um, kind of she kind of partnered up with me to help teach uh, what I've been calling warrior yoga. So, anyways, what's kind of interesting? Speaking of change, is just on the eve of launching this book, I found out last week that we can't use the term warrior yoga in our program, you know, as a as a service, like to teach it, to teach yoga, because there's a prior trademark. Uh, you know, you think I would have looked at that, but it just never occurred to me. Because uh, I've been using Warrior Yoga for our former yoga since 2006. But um, there you go. I can't use it. And so, though the book can still come out as Warrior Yoga, and you know we'll, we'll have the book information and a website at warrioryoga.com, I still have to find a new name for any training or any you know products like a DVD or something that we use or that we, we put out. So, you know, Catherine and I were, were like huddling up going, what are we going to do here? You know, this, we've been calling this thing Warrior Yoga forever. You know, we've been telling everyone that Warrior Yoga is coming out, and you know, we even registered Warrior Yoga with the uh, Yoga Alliance as our teacher training. Anyways, like I said, there's always a silver lining in any change and any challenge. 
So what we thought through was that what, you know, what we're really trying to do with our yoga program is to develop Kokoro spirit, Kokoro spirit, merging of your heart and mind, warrior spirit. Now we just do it in, in a different manner than our Kokoro program. You know, many people know about our our famous 50-hour Kokoro program, nonstop physical training. And we developed Kokoro spirit through that, but it's mostly external and from a team perspective and hard physical training and, you know, burning through all of your resistance and coming through that with, you know, more of a heart-mind connection. Well, what we know through our training in yoga is that you can achieve the same results through a daily disciplined practice of the principles and the strategies of yoga. And so we said, why not call it Kokoro Yoga? And that's what we came up with. And we have a trademark for the word Kokoro for training, and we just uh, filed a trademark for uh, Kokoro Yoga. So that's it. We're going with Kokoro Yoga. And I tell you what, I like it a lot. I'm pretty stoked, as a matter of fact. I think it really captures the spirit of what we're trying to teach and convey, even more so than warrior yoga. I mean, Kokoro Yoga means to merge your heart and mind in action. It also means warrior spirit. So we're going to integrate heart and mind and develop a warrior spirit through Kokoro Yoga. That's awesome. It's funny how things work out if you're open to embracing positive aspects of change. Now, I've made no secret that yoga, in the way that I teach it and practice it, is at the heart of my own personal development practice. Of course, I love to do the seal fit upwads and, you know, rucking and some of those other things. But, you know, day in and day out, what I will never let go of and never do without is my yoga practice, my Kokoro yoga practice. I kind of like saying that. And I'd like to share some of the strategies that make this yoga practice so powerful and why I'm so committed to teaching it to you and to other warriors and athletes and professionals, many of you whom wouldn't step foot into a typical yoga studio. You see, Kokoro yoga is a personalized, integrated practice, which is designed to open up and refine your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual capacities and then to employ those capacities for a combination of external performance optimization and internal character development. It's taken over 20 years of experimentation with various martial arts and yoga practices from karate to ninjutsu and ashtanga to vinyoga, and hundreds of hours of teacher training and thousands of hours of work with students to evolve these strategies and the tactics embedded in them. And I believe they work best for this type of deep personal development. So let me review those strategies at a pretty high level, and then you'll have a better understanding of what Kokoro Yoga is all about. So the first strategy is to wake up and develop a personal ethos. Whether you're going into business or launching a business or pursuing a college degree or joining the Navy, wanting to become a SEAL, you know, you've got to have a firmly established sense of why. You've got to understand your purpose for taking that action. If you're going to commit years of your life in some endeavor, you want to know why. You've got to be able to answer that when the time gets tough or when you're going to be called upon to really dig, you know, dig down into that Kokoro spirit. If you can't answer the question why, and you don't know what your purpose is and what principles are guiding your behavior, then you get lost. And that's when you quit or you lose sight of your goal or you just lose any motivation. So this strategy is to really tap into that energy of a personal ethos. And this personal ethos must be an expression of your deepest depths in alignment with, you know, what you might consider your calling in life. That's why this is the first strategy of Kokoro Yoga. And it's, it's found through contemplation and developing and articulating and 
asking good questions that lead to you understanding what your passion and purpose and principles are in life. And then you connect with those daily as part of your practice. Now, the second strategy of Kokoro Yoga is something that you know many of you are familiar with and isn't too different than some of the other yoga programs out there, but you know we approach it differently, and that is to optimize your functional movement capacity. Back in 2004, when I was activated as reserve officer to go to Iraq, I cooked up the first version of the functional movement patterns or program of Kokoro Yoga. Now, time was limited, and yoga certainly was non-existent in the war zone, so I began experimenting with my own practice, and I wanted that practice to serve as my PT, meaning I wanted it to keep me fit. You know, I was tired of just doing the little run, PT, rinse, repeat. I wanted to integrate it with my yoga poses and, and some of the other things. And so I basically built them together into one continuous practice. I also wanted to manage my stress. You know, the stress of the combat zone can be intense. And, you know, I knew that some of the breathing and mental training that I've been doing would be very valuable. And I wanted it to help keep me focused. If I was going to do anything positive for myself in the combat zone, it was going to be this hour and a half or so that I could just work on myself and then spend another 22 and a half hours, you know, doing what I needed to do over there. So what evolved was this kind of integration of CrossFit into traditional yoga poses. And an hour and a half left, I would leave my training patch, which incidentally was near one of Saddam Hussein's palaces with a solid functional fitness session you know, inside of me, and I was feeling calm and grounded instead of, you know, normally uh, feeling kind of jacked up and agitated when I would go to just a CrossFit class. And so, that, you know, this became a foundation for this second strategy is this integration of real functional fitness with functional movement patterns of yoga or asanas. If you look at a lot of yoga studios, some of the stuff you do is really not that functional. And, you know, it may be something that was handed down or someone thought was good, but a lot of people are getting injured because they're doing movements that just really aren't functional or they're they're just cranking their body into a deep, deep pose and twisting and torquing and they're not ready for it because they haven't developed the, the functional movement pattern to get into that pose. All this is really important. So one of the things that differs from Kokoro Yoga from other yoga programs is that I really don't subscribe to this belief that the body must be contorted into a perfect pose. Kokoro Yoga makes no demand that you torque your body into a pretzel or perfect a handstand with your toes touching the back of your head. So rather than adapting your body to a pose, I want you to adapt the pose to what your body is ready for, capable of, and needs. In other words, for maximum benefit, for injury avoidance, and for lifetime of practice, Fit the pose to your body and not the body to your pose. So that's that second strategy. A third strategy of Kokoro Yoga is to cultivate mental and emotional control. This is about developing the, that mental emotional grit required to stay in the fight and to give you the courage to run toward that sound of gunfire, metaphorically speaking, of course, where you're going to learn and grow and figure out what's next. The courage to know that Doubt can be eliminated by action alone. This is accomplished through a number of concentration and visualization methods that I've experimented with over the years and that have worked for me in combat and when going after any formidable goal or challenge. Now, the fourth strategy is mastering the breath. Now, this is a staple for elite martial artists and military spec ops guys and gals. Mastering the breath, gaining complete control over one's breathing. This is key to cultivating a heightened awareness as well as a calmer body and mind. 
If you have any experience with seal fit or unbeatable mind, you know that our box breathing and tactical breathing is one of the, you know, the staples for that training as well. So that's one of the crossover uh, methods you know, between Kokoro Yoga and those programs. The fifth strategy is to master your senses in a manner so that you can tap into your instincts, intuition, and insight. And those three are different, instinct, intuition, and insight for the important information that these sources of intelligence offer us. So this strategy relies on tactics of mindful action, meditation, and probably most importantly, finding sacred silence in the midst of our busy lives. The sixth and final strategy I call integration. Now this goes right to the core purpose of yoga itself. The word yoga means to yoke, to unify. Achieving a union or integration of our physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and spiritual domains of existence into a unified whole. And when we achieve this or even get close or let me say even move toward this in a process of self-mastery, we find our Kokoro spirit. Life begins to be experienced as more effortless. Obstacles fall away. We tap into a flow state at will. And we find joy in our performances and in perfecting our trade or art. We find more peace of mind. We're more authentic. We're more connecting. We're more of a sheepdog. Well, that's a 20,000-foot overview of the strategies that make Kokoro Yoga so profoundly effective as a modern method for personal mastery. What I hope you can do is employ some of these strategies in your training and practice in 2016. Whether or not you learn from Kokoro Yoga or the book Warrior Yoga, or you come to one of our training events, or you just employ this training through your own wise methods, then I hope you find your Kokoro spirit and continue to integrate your heart and mind in 2016. The world will be a better place. I look forward to making that journey with you. Booyah. Coach Divine. Lock and load, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back. The pride of the fleets. The bright swinging frog men of the U.T.T. Oh, oh, oh.